0: Welcome to the Perky and Man Dadcast. The show for anyone who's a dad, anyone expecting to be a dad and anyone whose partner has suddenly developed a craving for licorice. I'm Richard Mann. And I'm Alex Perkins. We're both dads and although we don't profess to be experts in
1: fatherhood we'll be sharing stories, banter and at least one or two bits of practical advice
0: each episode such as Even though your baby's mother said repeatedly that she didn't want anything for Valentine's Day You should have definitely, definitely, 100% bought her something for Valentine's Day.
2: You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast.
0: So welcome to
1: the Dadcast. This is episode two and thank you to everybody who listened and shared and responded to episode one. It was really good. We got a lot of good feedback, which is nice.
0: Very, very positive. Yeah, that's nice. Good people are are sort of joining in, which is the point of this. Yeah, we
1: do want your stories. We want you to sort of like tell us what's been happening in your life and things that you've found out as a dad.
0: So, uh, Alex, tell me, what's been up with you?
1: Well, I had a bit of a a rough week. Um, I got a bit of a a sickness bug, like a vomiting bug. And being a dad is kind of you know quite tough and takes all your energy but when you're sick as well it's really really hard work basically we went into Hammersmith Rachel had a meeting and so I had to look after Matilda for uh, about an hour and a half we went to this cafe and she was asleep and uh, I knew that the moment she woke up she'd want food now Mm -hmm. the food was all with mum in her boobs in the meeting (laughs) and normally I think oh okay well I can I can distract her and I can bounce her up and down I can sing to her and that normally will keep her quiet for like half an hour an hour normally you've got that little window but I was just thinking like if I have to bounce up and down I'm I'm gonna be sick I'm really gonna be (laughs) sick and she kept on waking up a little bit and then luckily falling back asleep again me with my head in my hands and um and then luckily I mean the timing was unbelievable Rachel came back And the moment Rachel came back, I ran out of the shopping centre and was sick on the street. But I I don't know what I would have done. Have you ever had to be sick while you've been looking after the kids? or Have you ever felt ill when you've been looking after the kids?
0: It's not happened to me
1: per se yet, but uh, that's pretty bad though, isn't it? It's really bad. I mean, the one positive that I noticed was that you've always got wet wipes on you if you are sick.
0: The thing with wet wipes is that they get any stain out, which is quite amazing, but quite worrying as well. Because obviously they're, they're soft for the, the child and, and uh, you know, remove stuff from mouth or bum or wherever. But they get stains out of carpets. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, seriously. They're so, pretty good. They're pretty good. What, but, but what's in it? What's in it, you know? That cleans all of that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'd like your advice to anyone listening who has, has, has been through this. Like, what can you do if your kids is with you and you're looking after a kid by yourself and you feel sick. It's it's really rough. Um, I, was, I was looking online to sort of find out, and this kind of goes back to the dad hacks thing we were doing last week. Right. I found some games that you can play with your kids that involve you just lying on the couch. So if you're looking after the kid by yourself and you feel rough, either you feel sick or you feel maybe a little hungover, (sighs) here are a couple of things. This is from a website called theuglyvolvo.com. And the first one is you just pretend that you're having a life drawing class. So you lie on the couch (laughs) and every every now and again, you can just sort of like put your head up and just say, oh, but look at the shadowing or look, uh, don't look at me as a person. Look at me as a potato. All those things that your art teacher used to say. It's a good game. This is,
0: this is as your child's drawing you? Yes, yeah, yeah. Right, so, okay, yeah. So you
1: can just lie there. I mean, clothes, not like a naked <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. drawing class.
0: No, 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 um, no. A
1: doctor examining a very sick patient. So give your kid a thermometer, give them uh, one of those that is uh, great. stethoscopes. And just lie there. And
0: every now and again, you can just groan and say it really, oh. really hurts. And all children like being sort of doctors and nurses at some point. Yeah, it's perfect. You can be the perfect patient. Exactly. That's a great
1: idea. I'm going to do that. And the final one I've got is um paleontologist, right? So as Quiet. you know, when you're digging for dinosaurs, you've got to be very slow, very methodical, and very, very careful. So give them a brush and you just lie on the couch and they just come and brush you. But if they're doing it too quick, just tell them to slow down uh to avoid breaking any of the bones.
0: That is great. I mean obviously these you know, you do these at different times because if, if you give one, you can't then go straight into the other. Because then no, you start no. to go, hang about you're just being lazy dad. <laughs>
1: Um, if you've got any of these, we'd love to hear from you. So you can yeah, tweet us at DadCastUK. You can go to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash DadCastUK. Or you can email us, DadCastUK at gmail.com.
2: The Perky and Man DadCast. Holding your hand and getting you to push through the first few years of fatherhood. So have you
1: heard about soft play areas? I have heard of them, but I've never been to one. I really, I really want to go.
0: They're really fun. OK, so, you know, this is where I'm in the next stage of, of life with Phoebe. She started getting invited to parties. And uh, this is the second one within about two weeks that have been going to a soft play area. And uh, we were at one this morning in Milton Keynes. And it's really fun. They're completely bonkers. I mean, it's basically a massive climbing frames with um, all padded, obviously soft play, a load of those balls that you can sort of jump into, lots of slides. Nice. Uh, and just stuff. And everybody's having a great laugh. And the great thing is that the amount of parents in there, you know, it's almost like giving yourself an excuse because you've got to get onto the climbing frames with your child. Yeah. And every everyone's loving it. You know, so Georgia wanted to go down the slide. and I was like, great. This is my <laughs> youngest one. Great. Okay, let's go. And again and again. I was just thinking, this is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and it's then an George,
1: excuse, isn't it? Georgia stopped wanting to go down the slide, and you are going, one more yeah, time, one more yeah. time.
0: <laughs> it's just a lot of fun. And I think that... Uh, I mean, I can't remember... When I was a child, I, so when we were a child, I don't think they had these things. I remember sort of those, those ball pits. Have you uh, been in some... a ball pit? I remember as a kid, yeah. Like There was, a, there was a, a restaurant and they had this area where you sort of jumped into the the balls. That is risky, not... having a ball pit at a restaurant, because you're going to have no, the kids vomiting <laughs> into the well, pit. I never
1: thought of that at all. See, when I was young, I never got to go into one of those ball pits. And since having Matilda, I am desperate to have an excuse to get into one and i'm considering buying my own set of balls and right. just filling like a small room or a cupboard with them and just jumping in they should definitely have a bit where there's a little pause and all the kids get looked after by someone else and all the parents just get five minutes just to really go for it <laughs> i was at a birthday party a couple of weeks ago and they had a bouncy castle and the kids were bouncing about in this castle jumping into the walls jumping into each other and i just thought Oh, I could, I could do some damage if I just ran and jumped into that.
0: Yeah, yeah. In fact, on a recent episode of Postman Pat, <laughs> Jess, Jess, got onto the bouncy castle and jumped on it, and obviously, being a cat, as you know, you, you've you've got a cat, clawed it, and the the entire thing deflated. And Postman Pat, who, because you, you're not really watching kids' TV at the moment, are you? No. You'll get get onto it. It's the CVBs. So, Postman Pat, who basically saves the day every single week, every single episode, even, it's on every day, decided to put plasters on it. Amazing. They put plasters on it and then they blew it up again. And I was just thinking, well, what's that teaching kids? See, I've known Richard
1: for many, many years. And, you know, we used to talk about watching Breaking
0: Bad or (laughs) The Wire. Now it's Postman Pat and Peppa Pig. (laughs) And an episode yesterday, Postman Pat was uh, it was doing karaoke, and Postman Pat's karaoke song was the theme tune to Postman Pat.
1: Now, how does that work? Right? Have you seen the Postman Pat movie? No, I've not. Well, no. I I had to go and see that once.
0: You had to. All oh, right, this was this was for work. This was for work. Yeah. I went yeah. to see it in a okay. small
1: cinema in town. There are about ten people in there. One of them being Simon Mayo from Radio Five. Okay. And I remember there was one moment when Postman Pat got up to sing, because he was doing this talent competition. When Postman Pat opened his mouth, his singing voice was Ronan Keating. And unmistakably Ronan (laughs) Keating. Irish as well. And my, my memory is Simon Mayo in the row in front of me, just putting his head in his hands.
0: So... Any Postman Pat stories, we'd love to hear about them.
2: You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast.
0: So every
1: week on the Dadcast, we want to talk about another stage of fatherhood. Last week, we spoke about where we were when we found out the good or bad news. And today we're talking about the pregnancy and the preparation for birth. The, sort of the nine months
0: leading up to the birth. How did that affect your life? It did, actually, because suddenly you've got these lists of things that you need to do. And I think Soph was a lot better at saying we need to do this, this, this. I'm sure Rach was the same. We need to get, you know, have all these things in order. Our spare room, which you knew very well, you yeah. stayed in many a time, yeah. then became a, a nursery. This lovely spare room with all our stuff in had to we had to get rid of it. But it's interesting because you suddenly start to order everything and. Then, then as you get nearer, it's like the suitcase. You know, we seem to have this suitcase ready for quite a while. Yeah. Just ready, on sort of like on red alert. If any moment, suddenly something happens, it's like, right, let's go, 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 go. And there was a there was an order of events. But yeah, I remember this suitcase in those, I don't know, maybe even a month leading up to it, was just there, ready and waiting. That um,
1: suitcase is really important. Like, um, it is. my sister gave birth a few weeks ago, and they hadn't seen a list as such. They were kind of trying to remember the things that they needed for the suitcase Mm. but they hadn't seen a list written down Whereas we had a list, which is so handy. It tells you all the things that you might forget about, like phone chargers and making sure there's like sweets in there or little snacks or, you know, all those little bits and pieces. But it's great to be able to actually see a printed out checklist to sort of do that. Um, so with with the nursery, did did you kind of get that ready quite
0: quickly or did was that something you left to quite late? I think, no, no. I See, this is where maybe the sort of the, the dad, the male sort of takes over. Um, I just wanted to get that done because suddenly I thought, right, okay, let's get this painted. Let's do it really well. Let's get things clean. Let's get new stuff in there. Let's make it look really, really good, you know. Yeah. Um, because in a way, I could be I could be in control of that um, and drive that through. Because you know that so, you can't
1: do anything to do with the actual pregnancy. You can't, you know. Exactly. So you feel like, exactly. oh, I've got to do my my thing. And my thing can be the painting
0: and the stuff that... Exactly. I remember so out. saying, well, we don't really need to, to, to paint it because it was fine. But I was like, no, we're going to paint it. It's going to be clean. <laughs> it's going to have everything's going to... You know, it's going to be two coats on everything and, and we're going to have new stuff in there and uh, and make it look really good. You know, new carpets, everything. And that was good. And it was a kind of... For me, it was a way of me... of, of getting involved in it. Yeah. Know, in a good way. So we, we actually had that done in quite good timing.
1: Well, we did the same. Yeah. We, we, we kind of... You know, one of the first things was like, right, we're going to do this. You know, the nursery, we're going to paint it. We're going to, um, you know, get the, the, the cot. We're going to get the kind of change mat and all those kind of things up. And then... What I hadn't really considered, because I thought, I want to get that done before the baby's born, because for the first few weeks, once the baby's born, you want to be, you know, you've got other things you've got to deal with and other things you want to be doing, like just sitting there with the baby. But Matilda is over five months old, and she's not been in that room yet. I mean, she's been in there for the odd change, but there's been loads of time. I could be doing it now, you know what I mean? You know, five five and a bit months
0: in. And also, it's like the calm before the storm. And I guess until you've had a child, or we had no no idea and people can tell you but you don't know so it's that sort of downtime of thinking well we've we've got the time to do it I think as soon as the child is born it's just like your life completely changes beyond belief in a in a good way but if you're not ready with things I think you could be struggling depending on what kind of person you are maybe if you're chilled out and it doesn't really matter too much I just wanted to get something done you know I wanted to make it look really good and have, have something that I was pleased and sort of proud of for uh, My child to be in, you know,
1: and I suppose it um, distracts you as well from the kind of worries of having a baby. You know, your worries about is is okay and all that kind of stuff. At least if you're doing something practical, then it's like, yes, this is my way of dealing with this. It's quite a nice kind of thing to do,
0: isn't it? Also, we kept our the room quite neutral initially because, oh, a, we didn't know if we're going to have a boy or a girl, and also you don't know what they're going to be like, what kind their temperament, what they might like. So it's only in the last sort of couple of years that we've actually started to put things on the wall that's not just generic. Yeah, yeah. Which is quite nice, otherwise you're, you know, they'll get to a point where obviously they want all their stuff up, but that's quite a few years yet.
1: (laughs) I think Dulux sell quite a lot of grey and yellow paint because people get their nurseries ready before they know if they're going to have a boy or a girl.
0: I think so, yeah, yeah. Well, I wanted to keep the Rolling Stones poster up, but uh, Soph did veto that one. Oh, these so, mums with their hormones. I know, unbelievable. Come on. <laughs> anyway, we want this to be a bit of a
1: discussion. So the next episode we do is going to be about the birth itself. So I yeah. know everyone's got stories about the birth, happy stories, scary stories, but it's kind of just nice for other dads to sort of hear all the different things that can happen and, and, and kind of generally that... Despite all those things, usually things work out all right. So if you've yeah. got any kind of stories about the birth and you want us to talk about them next week or the next episode we do, then get in contact, UK at gmail.com on the email or you can tweet us or Facebook us.
2: Your baby may be at risk if you follow any advice given by Perky or Man.
1: So I saw this clip on the internet the other day, and it was Ryan Reynolds, who's the Hollywood actor who's in the new film Deadpool, and he was talking on Late Night with Seth Meyers, and he had some advice for new dads because he is a new dad himself. He said this: "Just do the dirty work, man. Yeah, you you got to do the
0: diapers, you got to do the middle of the night thing. I mean, like your 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 wife, a a human being will exit your wife. Yeah, Uh, so she's done enough.
1: (laughs) I think that's pretty good advice." That's very good. Yeah, if you can do nothing else, then change the diapers. Don't be icky yeah. about changing diapers or nappies, I should say, sorry, nappies, I'm as
0: mid- we Yeah. Yeah. The yeah, American
1: yeah. <laughs> mindset. It just shows that, you know, even though he's like mega mega movie star, he's quite a cool dad. Um yes. and that brings us to a brand new game on the Dadcast and that is Daddy Cool or Daddy Fool.
0: Oh yeah, I like it. I like it.
1: Yeah, like I've got a couple of a couple of dads and a couple of dad things that have been done and you have to okay. sort of basically decide if they're daddy cool or daddy fall, okay right
0: yep hit me
1: so first of all let's go to jamie oliver now something that he did with the help of his wife is he named his children this one of them is called petal blossom rainbow one's called poppy honey rosie one's called daisy boo pamela <laughs> what daisy boo pamela <laughs> <What>? <laughs> it's funny that pamela is the funniest bit of that name <laughs> And then he had a boy, <laughs> Buddy Bear Maurice, or Morris. I'm not sure if it's Maurice or Morris. Um, yeah, what
0: do you think? I thought you were going to say, and then he had a, a boy, Bob. <laughs> Bob. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, John Oliver. Uh,
0: yeah, <laughs> I think that's a bit cruel.
1: Yeah, good. I thought you were going to say, oh, I think that's cool. No,
0: no, it's bad. No, I don't, because, you know, th- they've got to grow up like that. Yeah. I mean, when we had the girls, we were thinking of all, I mean, obviously my name's Man. There are so many names that you can't have with Man. Like what? Sophie really liked Isla, oh, but obviously you can't have Isla Man. You can't have Isla Man, but she really liked it. I love and, it, and and we grappled with that, but we can't. And also certain things, you couldn't have Anne Man, for instance. Amazing, you know, not that we thought of Anne. So you can't have that rhyming thing, and obviously having the name Man and being two girls, they're, you know, people are going to take the Mickey out of their name because that's what kids do. You know, we we've all done it. Yeah. So going back to that, I think that's. I just think that's setting your children up for a fool. I know, like if you want to be eccentric
1: and a bit out of there, that's
0: fine. I totally agree. I mean, if you want to, if you want some wacky names, change your own name. Yeah, yeah. You know, because then you then you're going to have it firsthand. No, I think that's Notta.
1: That would be a good name for one of your kids. Notta is that a girl's name?
0: Not a, not a man. <laughs> that's a new one. Not a man. <laughs> I like it. Definitely fall on that one, though. Definitely fall. Definitely
1: fall. Okay, I've got one more. Um, David Beckham, right? Now, David Beckham has got uh, Brooklyn, Romeo and Cruz, And Brooklyn is becoming a bit of a name himself. He's uh, a bit of a model at the moment. And he's got loads of followers on Instagram. Now, he was recording a video, I think it was just before Christmas, and he was thanking his viewers of Instagram for helping him reach one million subscribers, okay, and he's doing right. this little video going, "I love you guys, thanks so much. I've got one million followers, and that's great." And then David Beckham video bombed in the background and went, <laughs> "I've got fifty-two million, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that's cool. I think that's cool. I'm sure. Yeah, I, that's I'm, cool. I'm sure Brooklyn's <laughs> quite embarrassed by that. But I think <laughs> it's
2: cool. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast."
0: OK, so do you know about the Wonder Weeks app? No. It charts the development of a child up to 18 months. And it comes from some serious studies, which have, which is in a book. So it's not a gimmicky app. And we, some friends told us about it um, uh, I don't know, a couple of years ago. So we didn't have it for Phoebe, but we had it for Georgia. And it's got a little chart on it to show you where your child is in their development. You put their... Their due date, not their actually birth date down, not oh, okay. their actual birth date, and it sort of denotes a little thunderstorm uh, where they're going through a leap. They'll say what kind of leap they're making. So they, they might be making a leap into patterns. So they're starting to develop patterns. And this app is amazing because it's pretty much spot on. Wow! So we'll see it. It'll say you'll look at the app and it'll say you know seven days till the next leap, and you go oh no, and they're in. And you look at the chart, and it's all sunny, and then it and the, the little face goes. Uh, uh, along this chart and then it's you know one one day until leap and then it goes into a leap uh and, and then the, the face is kind of a bit angry and a bit sad and there's thunderstorm you know nine times out of ten within that day and that ch- there's been a change and, and suddenly georgia's mood will change and she'll become i don't know a bit grumpy or a bit wow. uh, you know cry it's an amazing
1: app so basically each of these leaps when they make this big kind of developmental progress they Uh they have like growing pains and and stuff
0: exactly but the the thing is that you know because the thing is you you end up putting it down to um teeth don't you yeah growing pains or teeth or sort of general things And if you look at the app it tells you exactly what's going on and this is being backed up with years of study so it's not just you know it's not just made up do you know it
1: sounds it sounds crazy because you see different kids and uh-huh. you see them kind of developing at different paces and they are doing different yeah. things at different times but it's amazing that there is science to sort of back up exactly like how many days until a kid is, does
0: something it's incredible it is amazing and also on those sort of those those late nights early mornings of sitting there going why is my child not sleeping why are they snotty why are they being sick or whatever and you look at the app and you sort of go ah that's pretty much the reason why. Um, and it's fantastic. But it's funny because it only goes up to 18 months. So you go, <laughs> What do we do now? <laughs> well, what do we? Yes, exactly. Because we've got about two months left. And you sort of think, right, is it perfect parenting from there on? That's it. We're okay. <laughs> now, Absolutely fine. 18 months. Ta-da! <laughs>
1: if you could go back, and because uh, I imagine that you and Sophie both look at this, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, if you could go back and and tell me honestly now, if you could go back and find out about this app without Sophie finding out, would you oh. get it yourself and have all the knowledge, or would you share it with her so that you can both know?
0: If I can, no. If I can go back and be a bit devious, yeah, because I could say, well, it's because of this, it's because of that. But to be honest, uh, I knew I told Sophie about it, and then and then she's the one who's following it regularly, and I sort of glanced at it occasionally. I think it's of from what we said last time, thinking, well. Soph would have read it before me. <laughs> yeah. So what's happening next, Soph? Oh, well, the Wonder Weeks app says. <laughs>
1: well, I've got a bit of that at the moment with, uh, with Matilda because we're starting the baby-led weaning. And Rachel's right. reading this book about baby-led weaning and it tells you exactly um, what you need to do. And I, I don't know that many facts about it, but, but Rachel does. So yeah. when we talk about it, Rachel tells me exactly what we should be doing and what Everything. we shouldn't be doing. And I use that information and that's great. And I know that. Exactly. And I kind of think, is it worth me reading the whole book I should do. I know I should do. And I will. I definitely will in the next couple of weeks. But I kind of think, she's going to tell me everything I need to know. So why should I read it as well? I should read something else. I should learn something else and then tell her those things.
2: Your baby may be at risk if you follow any advice given by Perky or Man.
1: Richard, have you ever read Chicken Licking?
0: I think I read it when I was younger, but I can't really remember it. OK, well, don't read it to your kids. Okay. Right. Well because why?
1: We, we were bought it when um when <laughs> Matilda was really little. And and I remember you know, I've got that same thing as you, that kind of vague recollection of it. Yeah. And uh we sat down, so she was about two months old. We're just reading her stories and I was like, oh, i read I'll read the chicken licking. So it starts off all very well. It's this little um chicken called Chicken Lickin and an acorn fell from a tree and hit him on the head. So he thought, I'll go and tell the king that the sky's falling and as he goes along he goes and meets loads of other animals. Henny Penny he meets And Henny Penny's like, oh yeah, we should definitely go and tell the king. So they sort of gang up together and then they meet a few others. Cocky Locky, Ducky Lucky. They all go along. (laughs) Cocky cocky, Locky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Drakey Lakey, you know. um, I see a pattern with
0: these names, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: they're good good names. So eventually you've got this big old queue of animals. You've got Chicken Licking, Henny Penny, Cocky Locky, Ducky Lucky, Drakey Lakey, Goosey Lucy and Turkey Lurkey going (laughs) off to tell the king. Now, this is where the story takes a bit of a turn. They bump into... Foxy Loxy,
0: right, right. Foxy Loxy, yeah.
1: And Foxy Loxy's like, I know where the king is. Come into my den. And you're thinking, oh yeah, I see what Foxy Loxy's trying to do. <laughs> and you think, I can't wait to find out how Chicken licking Henny Penny, Cocky Locky, Ducky Lucky, Drakey Lakey, Goosey Lucy, and Turkey Lurkey are going to trick Foxy Loxy and not get eaten. And then you turn to the last page, <clears throat> and it said, then the foxes ate. Chicken Licking, Henny Penny, Cocky Locky, Ducky lucky, turkey no! lucky, Goosey Lucy and Turkey lucky for their dinners. So Chicken Licking never found the king to tell him that he thought the sky was falling down. The end.
0: Oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> so we're thinking... <laughs> that is, that's
1: macabre. It really is. We were thinking, oh, we're going to, you know, find out how the cheeky little yeah. animals trick the foxes. No, they get scoffed and they're just a big pile of bones.
0: Do you think the author had sort of had sort of grand ambitions for a really big story and then got to that and just thought, do you know what, I I just can't be bothered. It's deadline. I just can't um, yeah, exactly. I need to de- Yeah, I want to get paid. Yeah. They, they all die. They all die. Do you think their I mean, kids
1: that- just had, had just done a, a code brown and just made a mess all over their lap and it was like, no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a bit like a sort of GCSE drama, isn't it? Everyone always dies in it. Yeah. It's always depressing. <laughs> death, death, death. But it oh, should, it should come shame. with
1: a warning. It's like, it's a
0: kid's so, book. Were you reading this to Matilda? Yeah. So what happened at the end? Did you just sort of go, oh, time for bed? Or did you make something up?
1: I, I don't know if I could read it. I think <laughs> I just had <have> to stop. <laughs> <laughs> They're all dead. Good night. Sweet dreams. <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs> anyway um that's it that's that's the end of the Dadcast uh, episode yeah. two episode two yeah so we'll be back soon but please do get in contact if you've got any stories as i say next time it's going to be the birth we're going to talk about the birth so if you've got any good birth stories then do let us know get in contact if you will
0: on twitter at dadcast uk facebook forward slash DadCastUK and DadCastUK at gmail.com.
1: So
2: thanks again. We will see you next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Subscribe to the Perkin Man DadCast on iTunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one. Get in contact by emailing DadCastUK at gmail.com, by tweeting at DadCastUK, or by visiting facebook.com forward slash DadCastUK.